Hello, friends and fellow JRPG enthusiasts. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 125 of the JRPG Report. It's uh, the last couple days of July, dog days of summer, and what better way to relax than to fire up whatever awesome JRPG you're playing right now and kick back and listen to some uh, some good gaming news. We've got a ton of stories to talk about, and uh, I know we're a day late than usual. Normally we put these things out on Wednesday but uh, we had a little family day trip uh, planned, and so uh, I took a day and went and did that. But uh, back and ready to go here. And so I don't actually have like a Sunday show planned either. So what I figure is I've got a ton of things to talk about. I'm going to take a little bit more time on each one of those and kind of spread it out into two podcasts. And then uh, obviously anything that pops up between now and Saturday will be on that next podcast so you're getting uh, another week of double dipping um that's just the way it goes sometimes there's tons of things that i would like to talk about and i think you'll have fun listening to as well uh the big there's a couple big things i want to uh speak on uh kind of the biggest one i feel like and i could have went either way but uh we knew there was going to be a big press release and kind of uh unveiling teaser trailer for Atelier Raza 2 Lost Legends and The Secret Fairy and that did actually happen uh, yesterday and so we learned quite a bit about the game the trailer is amazing they look like they have uh, not only just said okay let's just do a direct sequel and continuous they've actually added a few gameplay elements to it including uh, climbing and um, looks like, um, Ryza has acquired some sort of grappling hook or swinging mechanic a la Joker in Persona 5 Royal, so she can now swing across chasms, and the ability to swim underwater as well, opening up all kinds of new places to explore, so they weren't just, uh, happy with what they did although they were very happy with what they did obviously that's why we're getting the first direct sequel in the atelier line um i'll go ahead and go ahead and write this one down these things always come out in trilogies rise is going to be a trilogy i would i would put money on that i don't i don't see why they wouldn't um they always have three-part sub-series so why not make this the rise sub-series um but yeah atelier rise the lost legends of the secret fairy do out this winter so keeping in uh, gust fashion, they do like to put out a game every year. Of course, they've already, uh, Fairytale comes out, uh, well, for some of you, it's out today. Others, it's out tomorrow. So this could be a potential second big release for 2020, although they have just said it's winter and it's a worldwide release. So I'd probably say this may slip into 2021. Um, we'll just have to wait and see if they come up with any, um, hiccups along the way. Uh, in addition to the new trailer, there was a bunch of images put out for it. I'll read you the official press release and, uh, some of the things that went along with it. Um, in this game, Riser returns for an all new adventure. This time it's set three years after the original Ever Darkness and the Secret Hideout. So I, I'm a little bit surprised by that, to be honest. I figured it would be 
directly thereafter, but we are getting uh, a few years down the road. And of course, <laughs> the perfect excuse for your levels to go back to one and start all over again. Uh, this dynamic sequel revolves around, around Ryza's journey to the royal capital of Ashra Ambard as she explores ancient ruins while seeking the truth behind the mystery of the lost legends. Along the way, she will be able to learn a number of new skills to help her successfully navigate the dangers of her surroundings, including the aforementioned ability to swim. Uh, Rise's newfound swimming techniques not only help her discover aquatic materials, but also the entrance to an underwater dungeon. Throughout this journey, Rise will once again be joined by her fun-loving group of mischievous friends. The first of these old companions confirmed is Claudia. And uh, you have to forgive me for, <laughs> I couldn't recall her name the last time we spoke about this one, but they did show her off in the previous teaser trailer. Uh, she is the only daughter of a merchant family. Claudia has been working in the royal capital, but all the while thinking back to the adventure she had with Raza three years prior. Claudia still has a desire to live a more exciting life, and now fate finds her once again intertwined with Ryza as they regroup inside the royal capital. Also joining Ryza this time around is a mysterious creature known as Fee, F-I. The creature doesn't speak, but is very expressive and full of emotion, bonding quickly with Ryza and helping to seek answers the true meaning of the lost legends. Along with new gameplay details, Koei Tecmo has revealed that gamers who've purchased a physical or digital copy within the first two weeks of release will receive an early purchase bonus code for the Summer Fashions costume set. In addition, gamers who have saved data from the first game will be unable to unlock the classic costume set, including outfits for Raza and her friends from that previous bull. I, I truly, truly loved the first uh, Tilly Raza game, so I'm very excited for this one. Um, I there's a little leap in graphics; it's not huge, um, but there's definitely a slight bump up in some of the character models and uh, stuff uh, along those along those lines. So I'm getting the impression that they really um, have took gamers' feedback to heart. Uh, this was the best selling game uh, by far in Gust history. So they knew that a sequel would be warranted for this one. And indeed, they are uh, moving forward with it. So, like I said, coming out this winter. Hope you guys are excited about it. If you'd like to check out that trailer and or those new images, head over to our YouTube channel and you can see all that and um, see if you're excited as it as I am. The other big story I want to talk about is a continuation from our last podcast. I introduced you guys to Eodin Chronicles 100 Heroes. Of course, this is the newly, newly announced JRPG headed by the key creators of the Sukunin series. Um, we knew that they were seeking uh, a Kickstarter fundraiser project. That has gone live. Their initial goal was about $500,000, and that would enable them to bring it to PC. This is a 30-day campaign, and I think they're on about day three. Um, they met their goal. <laughs> um, as of this recording right now, they have $2.3 million in Kickstarter backing. It has been a phenomenal success to the tune of actually shutting 
I don't know if it was directly responsible, but it had to be at least in part of it. It uh, it knocked Kickstarter out for a few hours, uh, finally going back online. And so they've reached all their initial goals. It will be coming to consoles. There's actually some some more goals down the line if they should reach those. And with you know nearly a month ago, who knows what they could end up accomplishing? And um, this is all fantastic news, of course. I did want to give you a few more tidbits about the game that I've kind of uh, either glossed over or there weren't quite the details in this initial. Um, of course, this is a, a brand new entry being heavily inspired by Sukunen and it's coming from the minds of Yoshitaka Moriyama, who's behind Sukunen 1 and 2, and Junko Kawana behind Sukunen 1 and 4 in their first collaboration in 20 five years it uses a traditional six character party system using painstakingly created 2d sprites with gorgeous 3d backgrounds and follows a deep story with 100 characters intertwined into it here are some of the key features of the game uh, of course it places a heavy emphasis on exploration this world offers a a vast expanse to explore full of lush biomes, bustling towns, creepy caves, and quiet villages. You'll talk to townsfolk to learn more about the region, explore remote locations, and fight secret bosses, or maybe just enjoy the gorgeous scenery. It has that oh-so-preferred-in-my-world <laughs> turn-based combat. It employs a traditional turn-based RPG battle system where players take command of up to six individual units, either against an army or against a single large creature. Choose commands for each of your characters, and then watch them carry out your orders in full motion combat. Over time, your heroes will also learn special AI abilities that they will perform on their own in battle, adding to the strategic element of combat. Characters will learn more AI commands as they grow stronger, and characters will even link their AI commands together for added effects. Players will be able to use will be able to customize which AI commands that our characters use in battle. I'm talking about some of the enemies you'll be facing. As you explore the world, you encounter all manners of creatures. Whether it's an ancient rune golem suddenly waking from its long slumber, or a noble dragon protective of its territory and ill-gotten gains, you and your forces will have more than just an opposing army to worry about on your adventure. These creatures will come in all types, will have incredible abilities and skills. All for which you will need to use your wits and allies to overcome. Uh, any Sukunen-based game is going to be all about those recruitment of characters. I, that was one thing I was never able to accomplish, was actually recruit all 108 in the originals. I would, I could get close, but I could never quite get all of them. So... In this one, through your adventures in this world, you'll meet people from all walks of life looking for something more. Whether it's a fisherman, or a baker, or a brave warrior, each new addition to your army will bolster, <laughs> bolster its ranks, making a worthy addition to your town. Speaking of that town, you will be rebuilding a fortress town. The player's base of operations throughout the game it will serve as the main character's military base, but also as their home now when the player first acquires this fortress town it will be rather small but you'll be able to grow it over time by recruiting other characters and putting them to work of course 
Players will be able to customize their fortress town. You can uh, choose to build sturdy walls to protect from Indian invasions, uh, expand military equipment to develop weapons and recruit more troops, cultivate fields for farming and uh, creating granaries. And you can even create specialty products to trade and or develop businesses such as blacksmith, builders, souvenir shop, and restaurants. And of course, what GRPG will not be complete without cats? <laughs> it's full of adorable cats. Cats as far as the eye can see. Cats meowing, napping, exploring the world. Cats, cats, cats. They, <laughs> they say. And here's an updated um, message regarding their consoles. Um, uh, release they said um, in keeping with the theme of honesty the reality is with this game coming out in two to three years it's impossible to know what the current video gamescape will be although it would be ideal to have the game available for current gen models and next gen but right now it's impossible to say what those hardware requirements will be and what the cost will be associated with them and I think that is why they are saying currently they are offering uh, the game on Xbox One Xbox Series X PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and Nintendo's next generation console. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Uh, now, that's assuming they're going to be replacing the Switch by that point in time, and which they would develop for it. If Nintendo sticks with it and the Switch is the only thing available, maybe they revisit that idea. Um, they say that's the elephant in the room. Nobody knows what Nintendo is planning so the game is shaping up extremely well if you've not got a chance to check it out um, i've got links on the youtube page uh for their kickstarter trailer which is hilarious you really should uh check it out it is (laughs) it is classic um i've got the images that we've got so far for it as well as two small little clips they were kind of low resolution but it was what they shared on their kickstarter page and kind of shows off not only the town exploration but the boss battle you get just a taste of what this game is truly offering for this next story i was really hoping we get some sort of concrete official confirmation but this is pretty solid so we're going to go ahead and and go with it i've been harping on this one for a while and openly questioning why we've not gotten any word on a Western release for this game. Well, we finally seem to have some a slight bit of confirmation that this is actually happening. Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers, does appear to have a Western release uh, plan. Let's put it that way. Uh, this is a the latest Koei Tecmo financial presentation. Now, I don't know Japanese, but there are some talented people who do. And buried in there, um, in one of the slides, it is mentioned that uh, this has a region release of North America and Europe as upcoming. Now, this was Koi Tecmo because while uh, Persona series is published by Atlas, it was developed, this game, Scramble, was developed by Koi Tecmo's Omega Force Studio. Of course, remember, it's a action RPG. Um, Remember, this game has been out for a while. came out back on February 20th in Japan. So they've had plenty of time to kind of think about when this one is coming out. And it does appear, at least according to this financial statement, that there is a Western release plan. I was really hoping we get some sort of 
um, thing from Atlas or Koi Tecmo, but that has not yet happened. Although this is the type of thing, these are official presentations. There's really no reason why they would put something like that on there if it wasn't happening. Obviously, um, you, you follow the money, and that's usually what leads you to it. So that is extremely exciting news. As um, Although this is a different game in terms of gameplay, it has been touted as Persona 5 Part 2. So they are continuing the story in this one, and it, it kind of feels like something we need to note. And it's something that I want to play. The game looks like so much fun. Um, I really am looking forward to this one coming to the West whenever that is. Um, since there's been no official announcement, obviously you would hope that they've been working on this, but, uh, I wouldn't imagine we see it before 2021. If I'm guessing now, hopefully, you know, maybe we get something that changes that. And of course, as soon as that happens, I will let you guys know about it. Got a couple quick stories to pass on to you guys, and then we'll take a quick time out don't forget if you've not already you can give us a like on facebook we share all these stories with you guys each week so you can read them at your leisure you can follow us on twitter i retweet all kinds of interesting stories in addition to everything we talk about here and like and subscribe on youtube for daily jrpg videos all the trailers i talk about here plus some of the things i put together myself as well as some live streams when i'm doing that type of stuff is available over there. Uh, this one was about a week ago, but it was announced that Yakuza Like a Dragon will launch for PlayStation 5 in the West in addition to its previously announced Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC versions. Sega announced it does appear as though the PlayStation 5 version will come out a little bit later. No word or uh, really visuals to show how those next generation versions will be any different but it's uh you're going to be hearing this quite a bit i would imagine that all games coming out uh, fall and winter are at least planned on also coming out for next gen systems um on a related note i'm about to actually upload these uh, this afternoon, I came across them, that there was two sets of interviews, actually four in total, with some of the English voice actors playing parts in this game. So, of note that uh, some of you might have actually known about, they got George Takai in this game, and that is just fantastic of Star Trek fame. Um, in addition, uh, there's a total of four videos, and I believe it's all the four main characters uh, in the game and uh, their role in it. So be looking forward to that one a little bit later. I'll share it. This game is shaping up to be insane <laughs> in the best possible way. And I uh, can't wait to maybe get my hands on it at some point in time. A game I was completely unaware of even existing is getting a re-release. Moon! will launch for the Switch via the Nintendo eShop on August the 27th in the West, developer Onion Games announced. Uh, the Switch version first launched in Japan back in October of 2019. A physical edition is due out on October 15th. This game originally launched for the PlayStation 1. 
a few years ago, October of 1997. Here's an overview of this one. It is definitely a bit different. Uh, back in 1997, the now legendary anti RPG Moon launched in Japan and now revived by a team of its original creators. Find out why it became an instant cult classic as Moon comes to the Nintendo Switch in English for the first time ever. And they ask, What is an anti RPG? So, if you ever asked, <laughs> played an a RPG and wondered, Why is it okay that this hero is breaking into houses and stealing items from people's drawers? Why is it okay that this hero is killing thousands? of innocent monsters. A moon is a game about turning those tropes upside down and seeing what really happens behind the scenes of your favorite RPG video games. Here's some of the story. They say one night under a silvery light of a full moon, a young boy is suddenly sucked through his TV into a video game, a classic JRPG called moon world. Following closely behind the game's brave hero, the boy begins his own journey to recover the world's missing moonlight by collecting love. As the moon's world hero loots and levels up by cutting down monsters for experience points, you know, as heroes do, the boy releases their souls and collects love. Moon is not a game where you fight to level up. Your own progress comes by gathering lost love. As you explore the world, you'll meet a crazy cast of weird and wonderful NPCs. Observe their strange habits and daily routines by visiting them at different times of day and of the week and learn the secrets to uncover even more. Lost love. Now please open the door. Here are the three key features. Conquer the game with a clear conscience in this anti-RPG. Save the monster's souls. Follow real-time daily lives of Moon World's NPCs night and day all week long and collect dozens of Moon Discs containing original songs and choose your own favorite background music there was a launch trailer or new trailer announcement that was released for its upcoming august 27th uh, release on the switch i've got that posted over on youtube if you would like to check it out it's a uh, not only a weird idea from a game it's kind of a weird looking game as well might be something to check out <laughs> down the road it is certainly something that sounds pretty interesting to say the least that seems like a good point. We'll take a quick timeout and pause for the calls. I'll be right back in the second half of JRPG Report, episode 125. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, my name is James Fisher. Sometimes I forget to throw that out there. And you are listening to the only weekly, sometimes even uh, twice a week, JRPG podcast, the JRPG Report. I thank you so much for tuning in and uh, just if you, in case you are new to the podcast, just know that this is a clean podcast, so feel free to listen in front of friends and family, and if there is something a little more mature, I'll, uh, I'll throw out a warning. Don't get, uh, don't worry too much about that. If you like what you're hearing, there is opportunities for listener support, either by clicking the bottom, uh, the very bottom of this podcast description. You can sign up through Anchor, and of course we thank Anchor for all their support and pushing this out there to the masses. Or you can sign up on Patreon. There's a link for that as well. Um, I appreciate any support you guys are willing to give. And big kudos to all those who do that every week. They're at least part of the reason why you get to hear this uh, lovely podcast each week. Uh, did have some Legend of Heroes, Hajimari Nukaseki news. Uh, 
first one, I think you're safe to watch if you choose to do so. There was only one moment in this new trailer, and it is the opening movie for the game. Now, you may not know what's going on, but there was only one moment that I kind of didn't understand what I was seeing, so it has the potential for a spoiler, but by and large, I think this one's okay. Um, It does show returning characters, but none that uh, would be not in place, so to speak. I'm not sure how else to to say that. Like I said, I've been a little weary of this game from the get-go because it does have massive spoilers, and I try to always warn you guys when that is the case. But if you want to, uh, if you're on the YouTube channel and want to check it out, you see it like, okay, I can actually see what's going on with this one. There was another article that came out uh, detailing uh, nine characters, the Vacation at the Beach uh, sub mini games as well. And I do think that that had some spoiler elements in there. So you might want to steer clear of that article as you are probably already doing anyway. Um, there's plenty of people that are excited about this one, myself included, but we need four out there. We need to get done with it. And then we can start talking about this game in earnest, but it is kind of cool that there's at least something. I think you'll be okay and checking out, I uh, checked it out, and I think it's safe, uh, safe to take a plunge on that one. Uh, NIS America will release the strategy RPG, Sky of Four Complete Plus, for PC via Steam and the Microsoft Store this fall. The publisher announced it will also be available for the Xbox Game Pass for PC. This first this uh, game uh, came out last year for PS4 and switch so here is what it's about when the (laughs) corruptment is that how you say that corruptment corruptorment threatens to disrupt the way of life in hades uh valatores valvatores finds himself at the helm of a fiery revolution the former tyrant will need to call upon new allies Recruit a formidable army and learn a thing or two about the political unrest if he hopes to take down the corrupt regime and bring salvation to all pretty kind. Here are the key features of this one. You will lead a bloodless coup. Uh, Disgaea now, Disgaea forever. Make it to level 9,999. Make it happen. Custom maps, build your own. Barge into other players' games on a flying pirate ship. Why not? Of course, those are online features that will come after the launch. They say, and that's not all. Everything that Grace Disguise for is here with over 30 unlockable characters, extra story campaigns, and modern flourishes to the Sky of Formula. The Sky of Four Complete Plus offers a deep and smooth amount of SRPG experience as has ever been before. There are some network features they do will do post-launch, including map editor, pirates, foreign and defense ministers, nether battle tournament, everyone's netherworld records, pirate trial, and ranking battle. So yeah, PC owners will finally get to experience this one coming up in not too much longer, this fall, as soon as I get a exact release date i will let you guys know of course there was the announcement pc announcement trailer you can't just put these things out there must be the announcement trailer you guys know where to find that over on our youtube channel uh there is the mobile 
game, Disgaea RPG, while publisher Forward Works and developer Nippon Itchy have announced there will be a PC version of the game coming out. Um, I believe this is, yeah, this is it's coming out this summer in Japan. Still no word on if it's going to be coming over here or not. Of course, you know, there's always ways of playing these games if you so choose. Uh, I had a comment somebody on the video itself saying that's kind of noticing the disturbing trend of some of these gotcha games making their way to PC. And I kind of know that it's, it's been slowly creeping into consoles as well, not just PCs. And it's just a way for these publishers to make money. And if people are going to support that and keep buying it, then, I mean, that's the consumer's choice. It's also the consumer's choice to ignore games like this. But, uh, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I just pass along the news. It's up to you guys what you choose to do with that. Compile Heart updated its official website for Neptunia Virtual Stars, and they're talking about the Video Battler system now. So here it is. This is an online feature. Video Battler is a hyperdimensional system that lets you generate items from internet videos and recorded beat tick videos. Simply select a video to generate an item card. The item you get will depend on the video. Select your favorite genre from eight categories and select a video that you want to generate an item from. It's a pretty cool uh, feature. There are over 300 Yabakore <laughs> cards to collect. You can try and collect them all, of course. And uh, you can record a beat tick video by switching recording mode to on. Even if you are playing offline, you can still utilize the video battler system to generate items using that system. Neptunia Virtual Stars is due out for PlayStation 4 on August 6th in Japan and sometime in early 2021 in North America and Europe. Uh, going on right now in Japan is the closed beta test for the mobile game Near Reincarnation. Uh, I shared a, I think it was about 13 minutes of the opening minutes of that open beta. So if you're curious how that game is looking and shaping up of course it is for japan so that's kind of the limitations i still don't even know if it's coming to the west or not i'd probably imagine it will but yeah if you're really curious about this game you can check that out and uh see how the game is shaping up uh sega announced the pc version of fantasy star online 2 will come out for pc via steam on August 5th, it will offer crossplay and cross progress with other available platform. This means, of course, that Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis is also coming to Steam when it launches in 2021. Previously, Sega had said if Fantasy Star Online 2 is added to new platforms, we plan to make it available on those platforms as well. So, really, no big surprise there. There is a Half Life. Uh, collaboration going on between those two that they're showing off and they showed off um, Alex and Gordon's kind of versions of fantasy star people. It was kind of cool to see, see those, see that half-life people show back up again. So yeah, if you've been holding out to get this on steam, you can do so on August the 5th. And of course there was the announcement trailer to go along with that. That'll show off uh, some of those rewards that I talked about from half-life as well. 
the long, long delayed Labyrinth of Galleria Coven of Dusk game will launch for PlayStation 4 and PS Vita on November 26th in Japan. Nippon Ichi Software announced this uh, dungeon RPG is a follow-up to Labyrinth of Refrain, Coven of Dusk. And it was originally planned to release quite a while ago, actually a year ago, July 25th of 2019, was then delayed until the spring, then delayed again, but it has finally got a release date of not... Not a, it's pretty unusual to get that long of a delay. You're basically be talking about a year and a half. Even more surprising to me, though, is the fact that it's still coming out for Vita. Um, Vita's been dead pretty much for a while, but it is interesting to see this one coming out for it. Still no word on a Western release or not, but at least they finally have a Japanese release date. That's always a good start. Mary Skelter Finale. Their website updated, and they've got three new characters that they're talking about. The first is Riley. She is a girl living in the Ricard Island slums. While it was just her and Elliot first, Rachel's parents found Rachel's parents found her and adopted them. She loves Rachel's parents dearly and calls them mom and dad. And here is her sister Ellie. Uh, pretty much the same <laughs> relationship. She is Riley's little sister but has recently been a bit jealous over Riley's affection for her adoptive sister, Rachel. She also loves Rachel and so in the end forgives her. And there's teeny tiny Rachel living in the same slums. She's a little too young to assess the situation, but is well protected by her adoptive sisters. There's a new system called Blood Farm. You can raise blood flowers inside dungeons using the Blood Farm system. All you need to do is plant blood crystals that you gain in battle inside the dungeon. Blood flowers will grow from the planted crystals and can be harvested once they go into full bloom to gain various equipment and items. Um, this game, yeah, it still looks weird. Still no word on our Western release. Mary Skelter Finale is due out for PlayStation 4 and Switch on October 8th in Japan. Uh, we talked a little bit ago about that final closed beta test for Genshin Impact. Well, they uh, they come up with a new character. Kind of surprised to see a new one pop up, but why not? This one is the Mondstadt character Sucrose. S-U-C-R-O-S-E. I guess that's how you say her name. I don't know. But they say that she is a uh, a harmless alchemist. At least that's what he's... Uh, she's an alchemist with an insatiable curiosity towards the world and everything in it. Attached the Knights of Favornius, an assistant to Albedo, her area of focus is bioalchemy. She strives to enrich the world by transforming living things with the power of alchemy. Granted, the products of research sometimes prove to be more weird than wonderful, but on the whole, she has made monumental contributions to the field of bioalchemy. Yeah, that's uh, another interesting character to add to the mix. Um, so her fighting style is a little bit more unorthodox as she kind of throws items into action. Um, kind of looks like playing a little bit more like the earlier Atelier games in terms of using alchemy and those items created in battle. Another character, I forget how many that puts it up to now. I think it's about 20 or so. So a good amount of variety that you can players that you can recruit 
in this game. Genshin Impact is due out for PC, iOS, and Android sometime before October, they say, and for PlayStation 4 sometime in 2020. Still up in the air on all those firm release dates. Of course, that depends on these last couple months of betas in terms of how they're going to get this all finally nailed down. That Switch version is also planned, but has yet to get a release window. Uh, we talked last week about Shimigami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster returning to PlayStation 4. Um, there was 14 minutes of live gameplay footage that was shared during a recent live stream. I cut that down for you guys and posted it on YouTube. So if you really want to see how this game looks in action, head on over there. And you can check it out for yourselves. Um, that's going to do it, I think, for this episode. We'll wrap it up right here. And uh, don't forget, check back on Saturday. I'll have another podcast for you guys. And that'll wrap up all all the stories. There was just too many to fit into just one. And I'll have any late-breaking news to cover as well. That will be instead of a Sunday special this week. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. I really appreciate it. I'll give a quick shout-out to the Steam Machine Podcast. I'll be on there this week or whenever that next uh, episode of theirs releases. They just got done covering Final Fantasy VIII, so I'm going to join the fellows and kind of give my two cents on the game. A uh, quick word of caution. I will not promise it is family-friendly. <laughs> If you've listened to any of their podcasts, while they're certainly entertaining, they do have a flair for using some choice words you don't want young ones to hear. So keep that in mind if you choose to check out that interview with me on there. I I can keep myself censored, but I can't do much about uh, those fine folks over at the Steam Machine podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll check you guys out again on Saturday This has been episode 125 of the JRPG Report. My name is James Fisher, and until next time, guys, get back out there and level up.